Sophie Baker. And uh, I went up to Sophie and I said, Sophie, what's coming up? And she said, in three days' time, with her big Google eyes. And I said, what's happening in three days', three days time? And she said, it's Christmas. <laughs> so it's Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year, second only to its oldest sister, Easter. And I wonder how this year has gone for you. I wonder if you could give it a picture what it would look like. Is it kind of like a roller coaster that you've experienced the highs and lows, the ups and downs? Or maybe a washing machine. You feel like you have been wrung out twice over. Or perhaps it's been like a mountain climb. You've set yourself a task and you've ascended to the top and there you are experiencing the refreshment of victory gained and hard work fought. Or maybe for you, it's just simply business as usual. And what about our world? How's our world fared in this last 12 months? Well, you know, the Dow Jones has hit 24,000 points. It's smashed through the roof and our money markets are now starting to churn. And whilst they are increasing, what also is increasing is housing inaffordability here in Australia and around the world. Do you know, in the last two years, there has been more people movement and displacement on our planet than since World War II. 22 million people have sought refuge in fear of their lives, a place to call home. And the Runga of uh, Myanmar have just been the last list of a whole litany of people who have been escaping violence. And of course, whilst that's been taking place, <laughs> we've had two political powers, two leaders vying and sort of posturing each other with who has the biggest military toys and who might be able to press the button first as they play Russian roulette with the rest of the world. And whilst that's all been taking place, Parliament has been trying to work out who's in and who's out and who gets to sip the poison chalice of leadership just next. Whew. And then, of course, there is Christmas. Well, what's a baby that's been born in a manger, got to do with speaking into that mess and sometimes the chaos and the longings of our hearts and our very own lives. Two days ago, I was in a costume hire place, hiring out the two Roman centurion costumes that you saw just a moment ago. <laughs> and as I was there waiting at the counter, there was a lady who was also hiring a costume and it seemed as though she was uh, literally uh, stepping out of an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> she came up to the counter and she said, oh, you're hiring costumes. I said, yeah. She said, um, what are they? I said, they're Roman centurion outfits. She said, is that for a party? I said, actually, no, it's for a play at the church I go to. She said, oh, really? Which one? I said, New Community Ringwood. She said, oh, I go to a church just down in the next suburb. How about that? She said, are you involved in that church? <laughs> I said, yeah, I actually happen to be the, the leader, the pastor, the minister around there. She said, how about that? I wonder what it was like for you when you first encountered God. You see, for me, I grew up in a religious family that ticked all the boxes, worked through the hoops, but it was more of a religious activity than what it was actually an engaging, life-giving personal experience. Until the day when we were over, when my boyfriend and I were over in the UK, and uh, he was in desperate need because he was in a lot of physical pain. And so in our desperation, we actually decided to go to a church and ask some people to pray for us. She said, you wouldn't believe it, dressed in her Austin Powers outfit, leaning over the costume hire place just around there in Mitcham. She said, as my boyfriend was being prayed for, I had a radical encounter with Jesus. You see, I looked up and I felt like God was reaching down into my life and it was incredible. She said, I hopped on a plane next day because I was returning to Melbourne, but my life has never been the same since. She said, as though God was reaching into my life and giving my mind and my heart and my very being life 
and he was reordering it in the good life, the life-giving life. And I could tell, as I stood across the counter from her dressed in an Austin Powers outfit, I could tell that God was alive in her and you could see it in her eyes and you could see it on her face. And my friends, that is the message and the power of Christmas That this baby grew into a man who became a king, the king of all kings. And he is on about changing our world by transforming the hearts and minds of individual men and women like you and I. Bring him into his wonderful, life-giving, renewing work for this whole world. And one day, he says, he will come back and he will reestablish his justice and his rightness. And he will rule for all to see. And he welcomes anyone and everyone who places their believing trust in him into that new world order that infects their minds and their hearts and puts it into reworking work right now. Here we are, even to women who are dressed in Austin Powers outfits sitting across the counter in Mitcham, Melbourne, Victoria. Many years ago, 600 years before the birth of Jesus, a spokesperson for God, a prophet by the name of Isaiah, speaking and seeing the desperation of God's people and where they were languishing, Looking back at the old world systems and their economics and their politics and their social structures, long for a change and something to be renewed, the old to go and the new to come. And this is what he said. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then he prophesies, he foretells, he speaks of someone who would come. For unto us, he says, a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, a Mighty God, an Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Ask any first-time parent here if babies change the world, and they would say to you, nope, they only need a whole lot of changing. (laughs) But babies who grow up to be God's sons do. Look at his way. The way he can speak his counsel into people's lives, bringing order and wisdom. Look at the way in which he confronts world systems and the injustice and the upside downness of it. Look at the way he speaks to and confronts leaders and looks for a new way of being. Look at his truth. He's a mighty God. The one who could command the winds and the waves, who could quiet the mind of a, of a disturbed person and heal the broken heart and body of a wounded person. He is mighty indeed. Look at his life. He's an everlasting father. The son of God incarnate, who when he roamed this earth, he acted like a, a father that there was a better father than the one you may have had. And a good shepherd who would protect his own, who would lead them into pasture, who would discipline for good reason, but who would also go and seek out the lost and the lonely and the weary and the fraught and the dangered. And who would welcome them in and he'd call them by name. And when they, they turned to him and they called back to him, he would lift them up and he'd pick them up on his shoulders. And like a shepherd bringing his sheep home, he would celebrate over it as though the lost has been found. And this one's just as special as everyone else that already belongs. And look at his death. For in his death, he procured the Prince of Peace 
who did not repay evil with evil, but overcame evil with good. And even in his own body there on that tree, he took upon himself all the darkness that has infected our hearts and the disease that has distorted our minds, that he takes upon his own life the evil that has infected God's good world and he breaks it in two and releases a new hope that there you do not have to fear death. In fact, there's a new life to come and you can experience God's lavish life here And now that reaches into the age to come where he will reign the king of all kings. No, 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 don't be mistaken. The birth of this child gave birth to a new government, gave birth to a new parliament, gave birth to a new way of being and and infused his hope into the hearts and minds of individual men and women throughout this world who dare to call and place their trust in this child who became a man who rose from the dead and who is seated above all things, the true king of all kings. And this day, my friends, this day, here in this place, you get to choose who will be your king. You get to choose who will govern this world? Will you put your trust and your hope in all the other would-be leaders of this world? Or perhaps maybe in yourself, in all of our frailties and insecurities? Or maybe in the one who is the truly human one, who's the king, who has defeated all things, and come back so that you may know the God who made you and knows you more than you even know yourself. And you get to choose. Oh, And the bag. (laughs) I nearly forgot the bag. Did you see the irony? The contrast? The parody? Because it's at Christmas time, this bag and all it represents. And you could secure one for yourself for a mere $2,000. I'm glad this is the replica. (laughs) You can place your hope and trust in the bag. Or you could choose the baby. You see, bags don't heal a broken heart. Bags and all this represents don't bring families together that are fractured. Bags don't promise you life everlasting that you do not have to fear death. Bags don't forgive and wash clean and empower you to become fully alive. You see, bags, they just carry things. That's all they do. And so here in this place, in this room today, you can put the wonder back in to Christmas by deciding with the wise men and the shepherds, who will you worship? Who will you adore? The bag or the baby? The Bible says, but God so loved the world That he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not leave a failing life, a wandering life, but shall experience the light of life that stretches into eternity itself in the age to come. You see, Christmas is about change. Christmas is about God coming to earth and putting things right. And he starts with people like you and I. So my friends today, do you need a wonderful counselor? Do you need a mighty God to do things that you can't imagine could be done in your world? 
Do you need an everlasting father? The old one was, but the new one. Do you need to know his arms are wrapped around you? Do you need some peace? You'll find it in a baby. And the baby's called Jesus. And he's the king of the world. And that, my friends, is good news. We're going to finish with a song right now. And I just wonder here in this place, in this room, if you might be hearing the nudge and the move of God drawing near to you. If you hear the voice of God today here in this place on this Christmas morning, open up your heart. Receive him in. He came for you. He loves you. He knows you better than yourself. And he wants to give his life. And he wants to bring his reign. And he wants to bring his good, pleasing rule into your heart and mind so that you might be welcomed into his family, washed clean, and set on anew to do his work that leads and reaches in to the very age to come. If you hear his voice today, why don't you receive him right here and right now? I'm going to pray, and if you would like to refresh your faith, or if you would like to begin and start here in this place on this Christmas morning, then why don't you pray this as though this is a prayer for you. Dear God, I want to thank you for the birth of your son, Jesus. I want to thank you for the way in which he changes people's lives and he transforms their worlds and he turns them back to right and order. He lifts us up and he rescues us from within. Thank you that he came. Thank you that he lived and he died and he rose again. And I ask that he might come into my life. Jesus, God, I ask that you might rule in my mind and my heart even now. God, would you come? And would you bring your refreshing in my life? And would you lead me, I pray? And together we celebrate the wonder of Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning and you've prayed that and that's brand new for you or you'd like to discover more about this Jesus that we celebrate here in this place, then why don't you take one of these booklets on the way out or on a card right now. There's one you're sitting next to. Take that, tick that box. I'd like to discover more about Jesus. Place it in the, on the table on the way out and someone would love to connect with you and celebrate with you a discovery of a new journey with God together this day. A new community. I look forward to a plus one 2018 because this good news is not worth keeping. It's worth sharing around. But for now, would you pause and allow the Christmas peace to speak to you? Merry Christmas.